This is Gemara Sochem Daf Sadi Tes. This is Sunday's Daf. This is the Daf for uh, after Purim in America, but which will be Purim, the final day of Purim here in Yushalayim. Hence why we're getting this year up a bit early. Today's year should be a special schos. We pick it up in the bottom of Sadi Chesam and Bez, finishing off this ninth parak and concluding the portion of Psachim called Pesach Sheni which will end effectively the Kachim part of this Mesechta, and then take us in the Arve Psachim, which really is the perfect Achana for Pesach, as we're just in the Shleshim Yom, 30 days before Yantif. So let's begin. The Gemara on the bottom of Sadi Chesim and he says, Tanur Amar Lohen, you tell them, Va'amru Lohen, they tell you, what was the Halacha? Eichel min Arishin. Lohemur Lohem, Lohemur Lohen, Inachrayin Zelazel. We had two different cases in the Mishnah. And again, the case of the Mishnah is, that the Pesach is lost and one of the members of the group are going to find that Pesach. So we had two different cases. In one case, you told him to go do it and he told you. In the other case, no one said anything. And ironically, what came out was when you said nothing, you're not a chray for each other. And then what comes out is if yours is first grade, if his is first, it's good for him. And everyone is on their own. Whereas in the first case where you said to him, then it comes out. That potentially can mess you up. That if you're going to be first, then he's not going to be able to get involved, and vice versa. So as we move along to Saditess, Ahmed Aleph, the final uh, Ahmed of this parak says the Gemara Mikan Amru Chachamim. From here in the Mishnah, the Chachamim said Yafa Chachamim. Silence is golden. Silence is wonderful for the sages. Certainly for someone who's a tipish, someone who's not so smart. Shnemar, as the pasuk says, Evel Macharish, foolish man is when foolish. The fool, when he is silent, is considered wise. Meaning, even when someone who's a fool, he's not so intelligent. When he's silent, he's considered wise. Obviously, this is a play on the Mishnah. The Mishnah was a technicality. But the technicality came out that because you said nothing, it ends up being better for you. Uh, the golden rule of silence, the rule that we've seen in Berak Yavis as well, the tremendous Maila to be able to keep quiet. And we concluded the Mishnah with the case that two people, the Karban Pesach, got swapped with each other. Now, the important rule that we learned in the Mishnah was that the carbon Pesach can never have a moment of time that has no one on the carbon. If there's a moment of time that this carbon is ownerless, it gets messed up, which was the reason why we spoke out in the Mishnah that you have to take another person within your group and then you either another person from the other group, case number one, or a person from the street, case number two, and thereby, if it, then you make the tenai that if this is carbon, is mine, is great. But if the other carbon was mine, then I want to remove myself in that carbon. So at that moment that you remove yourself in that carbon, that split second, you can run into an issue because that carbon might have no bailum on it. So what do we say? So we said that's the reason why you add another person onto the carbon to ensure that the carbon is never ownerless. So it says the Gemara Limas Nizan to like your Rebbe Yehuda. That rule that we just spoke out, that runs contrary to the opinion of Rebbe Yehuda, the time you've learned to the rice. 
that if the house literally is, is decreased, is less than from having the animal, Rida says you always have to have one of the original members of the group. So our Mishnah is not like that, Rabbi Yehuda, because in our Mishnah, was it one of the original members of the group? No, we said in the case of the Mishnah, you could take someone from the street and add him on, and that's okay. But Rabbi Yehuda held that no, it has to always be one of the original members. So our, our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, as long as you don't leave the Pesach as it is. Answers the Gemara, No, we can really say the Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda as well. Even the Amar of Yehuda, since Rav Yehuda says, "Ein shechtan es apesach al yachid," a concept that we've seen that you're not allowed to shecht the karma pesach for one person. And in our Mishnah, the case was that you shechted it for one person. So what must be your das? Since you cannot do it for one person, and you did, what must be that you had in your mind? It must be you didn't really shecht it for one person. You had intent. You have das to add someone on. And then when you add on that person from the shock, he's considered as if he was always involved, he's considered as if he was because that was your intent and your das at the time that you shechted the carbon. Therefore, says the Gemara, the Mishnah is not necessarily not like Rav Yehuda, which says Rav Yechan, we can make the Mishnah fit even with Rabbi Yehuda. We bring a proof that this is the correct way of learning the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Five groups of five. In only five groups of five. But if you have five groups and one of them only has four people, then not. What's the reason? Because then what's going to happen is you're not going to have someone left in the group. Because if, if there's five groups, so each person goes to another group, and then everyone mixes with each other, and then it's great. But if one group only has four people, what are you going to have? You're going to end up with, let's say you have five groups, Five, 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 and four. So what are you going to do? When everyone intermingles with each other, you're going to be left with four groups. Four groups. And one of those groups is potentially not going to have every person on it. So we see clearly in the Mishnah Shema Mina that the case must have been that you had intent to add another person on from the Shuk. And with that, we conclude this. Parak Hadron Allah Misha As we keep on pointing out, this is why it's called Psachim, two Pesachs. As is, there were two portions to the Mesechta. This effectively concludes section number two and the last paragraph is part of section number one we should do a wonderful chazara and we should be zaycha to learn many more prakim and amir tashem mesechta is together as we move along to arveib sachim what wonderful siyat deshmayo. Not only that we're finishing the Mesechta within the week of Pesach, but the final parak, which is all about in Yoni Seder, Matzamara, as we'll see in a few moments. We're learning right here basically one month. We're recording this actually exactly one month on Yudalit Adar, one month before the Pesach, before Pesach. But Mir Tashem, it's Sunday's daf, which is a few days in. Let's get involved. Says the Mishnah, Arvei Psachim, on Erev Pesach. Somach lemincha lo yeyachel. As it gets close to Mincha, you're not allowed to eat. Until it gets dark. Even an Ani is not allowed to eat until he reclines and he has his Seder. And furthermore, even every person in Klai Yisrael needs to have four cups of wine. Even an Ani who's so destitute that he collects from the Tamchoy, which was the communal collection to give out food, they were required to give him food. As you see on the side of your page over here, 
There's Rashi, and there's Rashbam. So this is how the whole parak has this Rashbam, as well as Rashi. So, if you look at the Rashbam, it, when the Rashbam says, paschu, in, uh, the Rashbam is, starts two lines into the white lines, but it's all the way at the end, right before the Gemara. The Rashbam is what points out over here, that, Rashbam points out the extremity, how far it goes to make sure that you have the delicacies for cups of wine, which the Rashbam, as well as Rashi, point out, which everyone knows is, is connected, is reminiscent of the four Lashainis of Geula. But it's so important that number one, the Ani collects is from the Tamchoy. But number two, the Rashbam is pointing out, and let's say not, he's even going to have to sell his clothing, he's going to have to take out money, he's going to have to borrow, he's going to have to rent himself out in order to get the most incredible Tali to Kaisa, to be Yaiti the Mitzvah, as we'll learn more about in this parak. Says the Gemara, My Aryam, Aravib Sachem. Why is it? Now we're discussing about Erev Pesach. The Mishnah taught us the first thing. And Erev Pesach, you're not allowed to eat. Tzomach Mincha. Ask the Gemara, Avilu Arvei Shabbos, Even every Erev Shabbos and Erev Tant Yantav, you're not allowed to eat. Which also is wonderful. Ziyat Shmaya Purim in America was when it was on Friday. And everyone was busy discussing what's the appropriate time to have your Purim Suda because of this halacha. This halacha that you're not allowed to have a Suda going into Shabbos, which is halacha in every week of the year, even on Purim. That was the reason why everyone tried to have the suit earlier. If you were unable, there were special atarim because Parm was a mitzvah. But this is the halacha, says the Gemara. Every Erev Shabbos in Yantif, you're not allowed to have a suda as it gets close to Shabbos in Yantif. The time you learned to the Raisa. You're not allowed to eat on Erev Shabbos in Yantif from Minchan onward. is about 12.30. Minchan is about two and a half hours later. Nine, ten hours into the day, you're not allowed to eat from that point onward. Why not? So you have an appetite for Shabbos, you have an appetite for the Suda, that's what Rabbi Yudas says. Rabbi Yudas no. You're allowed to eat all the way until Shabbos. So ants asks the Gemara, a fundamental Shiloh, the Mishnah made it sound like this is a Pesach thing. Erev Pesach, you can't eat. What do you mean? You can't eat every Erev Pesach and Erev Yantif. Answers the Gemara to Terusim. Amar Avuna Light Sricha, Elul Rav Yaisi. We're going to Pinim Rav Yaisi, Damar Eichavayil Chashetechshach. Rav Yaisi holds normally in every Erev Shabbos, and every Erev Yantif, you're allowed to eat until it gets dark. Honey, Mili, Barav Shabbos, Yamitaivim. That's only Erev Shabbos in Yantif. Avul Be'erev Abezach, Mishum Chayuva de Matzah, Maida, because the Chayuva Matzah of Yaisi is Maida. On a normal Erev Shabbos, on a normal Erev Yantif, Rav Yaisi says, no big deal. Eat all the way until Shabbos and Yantif. But on Erev Pesach, Rav Yaisi is Maidir, Rav Yaisi admits that you're not allowed to eat. Why? A special Chiyav, the Chiyuva de Matzah, the special Chiyav that you have to have an appetite. When you're eating the matzahs, which the Rashbam over here points out, we learn out from a pasuk that Leila Rishon Chayva eating matzah the first night is a biblical obligation. Be'erev Toichlu Matzah, something that we've seen already in this Mesechta. That was Teres number one, the Teres of Rav Huna. Comes on the Gemara, Papa Amar, a second Teres of Yehuda. Rav Yehuda. I can even explain that the Mishnah is going with Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda holds normally in every Erev Shabbos you're not allowed to have a Suda. So what's special in Erev Pesach? Ha, some Be'erev Shabbos Yom and Taivim Min Ha Min Chaulam Milo 
Aser. On every Erev Shabbos, it's forbidden to have a Su'uda. It's forbidden to have a meal from Mincha Ketana and onward. But Samach Lamincha Shari. Samach always means a half hour. So a half hour prior, that half hour before the tenth hour, that is when it's going to be permitted to have a Su'uda on a regular Erev Shabbos in Yontif. However, that is how we can reconcile the Mishnah, even with the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. And let's just point out that this halacha, not having a suit in Arab Shabbos, Halacha is not really dependent upon washing or not washing. That's not the detail that we have to be concerned about. It's the detail of how much food you're going to eat. You have to have an appetite when you're going to Shabbos. And the Pais can explain that you can't have a suda that's not a ruggle suda, not a normal meal. Which is just give a simple example. If someone has pizza every single day for lunch, washes and has two slices of pizza, he's allowed to do that on a, on a Friday as well. Because that's his regular meal, the regular thing that you eat, you're allowed to eat. You're not allowed to have more than a suda harigila. But there's a mitzvah, there's a special mitzvah to mimayit and always have a little bit less on a Friday so that you could enter into Shabbos with a special appetite. So again, we had two times the Mishnah with the Braisa. We had Ravuna's explanation that said that the Mishnah is going with the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi, who normally allows you to eat all the way to Shabbos and and the Mishnah is teaching me a special din on Erev Pesach. Rav Yisi says, you're not allowed to. Why? Because of the din of eating the matzah, which is the mitzvah daraisa on the first night. Then we have the second of Rav Papa that he's explaining. We can, even go, we can even go with Rav Yehuda. And the difference is on a regular Erev Shabbos in Yantif, it is forbidden from Samach. When it comes to, I'm sorry, it's forbidden, it's forbidden after Samach, it's mina mincha ulamayla, but Samach is mutter, that half hour earlier in Pesach, you have to start a half hour prior. Ask the Gemara, six lines from the bottom, Uberev Shabbos, Samach lamincha shari, is that true? You're not from nine hours into the day and onwards so that you enter into Shabbos. He connects the Shabbos. We see Rav Yudah clearly doesn't say only Samach. We see that Rav Yudah so you're not allowed to eat nine hours and onward on every hour of Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Rav Yisi, Amir Says the Gemara, Amir Marzutja, what are you asking? Again, what was the question? We just answered in every hour of Shabbos, Mimir Cholamayla is forbidden, but Samuch, it's mutter. We just asked on that, that we see clearly in the Bryce that Samuch is not mutter. Because it says from nine hours, we see that even within that half hour, it's forbidden. Answers the Gemara, with this we're going to conclude, Amar Marzutja, Malima, Lan Dimitaretzta, who taught you that that Bryce that you just quoted, the Bryce that said you're not allowed to eat from nine hours and onward, who said that that is a good Bryce? Moving along to Kofam and Aleph, let's look out a few lines in. Maybe that Bryce is a mistake, which often we find that in different Bryce's there were times that they weren't accurate. So you're asking a question, maybe it's incorrect. I went to Yeshiva, the Rav Pinchas, and Shir, Braid, the Rav Ami, the Kam, Tana, the Tana Kame. We learned this Bryce. The Kiblumine, he accepted the Braisa. So we see it is an accurate Braisa. Says the Gemara Yachi Kasha. So now it's a now it's now it's difficult because now it's a it's a question. So the Gemara concludes we must go with the Terrors of Ravuna. The Terrors of Ravuna was the first Terrors that we said that we're going to opinion of Rav Yaisi. Then on a regular Arab Shabbos and Arab Yantiv, Rav Yaisi holds you allowed to eat all the way until Shabbos and Yantiv, but an Arab Pesach will cause the special mitzvah to rise to Timat, the special mitzvah to have Taiba, to have an appetite. Even Rav Yaisi is might, and that's why our parak begins. There's a special din that you're not allowed to eat until it gets dark, so that you have an appetite for that matzah. And we'll pick up from here in the next year.